It's hard enough to run a restaurant. Add a pandemic and changing public safety rules and it's even harder. Some people going to restaurants aren't helping though, taking to Yelp to complain about things that are outside of restaurants' control, be it the mask mandates or a slow delivery. These changes beg the question, is it time to stop saying the customer is always right? For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Pam Cragen, you cover a number of things at the San Diego Union-Tribune, including the dining and drinking scene. And of course, uh, there's lots of vitriol online, and that goes to the realm of food. Why don't you explain, what are you hearing on Yelp? Kind of give us a sense of how the pandemic has put restaurants in this weird position. Well, I, obviously when the pandemic hit, restaurants were already badly hurt. They had to all close down immediately. And those few that could do um, delivery or takeout or outdoor dining were doing okay. But for the most part, the majority of restaurants um, were had no income. Um, so when they did start reopening in large part after May and, and into June, uh, customers who were also members of the Yelp platform started writing reviews that were very unforgiving of issues that probably uh, might be considered negative during normal times, but these aren't normal times. Mm-hmm. And can you give us a walkthrough of the kind of back and forth that restaurants and also bars have been through during this time? Well, um, obviously, the safety protocols have been extremely uh, hard and expensive for them to adhere to. You know, they've had to take out anywhere from half to three quarters of their tables, depending on how the, the, their buildings are laid out. Um, they've had to move dining outside. They've had to purchase maybe heat lamps. Maybe they've had to build patios and parking lots. Maybe they've had to buy umbrellas to protect people from the hot sun. Um, so they're, they're hurting financially. And um, then they had to purchase thousands of dollars of PP, uh, PPE, uh, pr- protective equipment for their employees, thermometers to take their temperature every day, and this and that. Um, and, and, and so those are the things that they could manage and, and plan for. What they didn't plan for is uh, Yelp reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just seems like, as with everything in the pandemic, it got political really fast. And the people that don't agree with max, masks or don't believe in the pandemic seem to be the loudest on pretty much every platform. That's right. That's right. I, I'm writing a story for tomorrow's paper about some of these uh, Yelp reviews that have been coming out in recent months. And they uh, there was one from someone in Arizona who was traveling in San Diego and he wrote a review about Kansas City barbecue that was a long screed about anti-face mask sentiment and how dare they, you know, make him and his family use them. And people should read the constitution because it protects their rights to not wear face masks. And um, fortunately Yelp saw that and took it down. And Yelp has been trying to work with restaurants to take down reviews that are written by people that are about issues that are completely out of the control of restaurants. And uh, like you mentioned before, it, it's face coverings. It's maybe it's long waits. Um, one thing that one restaurant told me, the Puesto restaurant group said that people, um, they don't have anything to do. A lot of them are out of work or they're working from home. They go to the restaurants and what would normally be a 90 minute meal with a friend. If they haven't seen this friend in a long time, they're sitting there for two or three hours. So, 
people who don't have a reservation who are lining up outside and told a table will be ready in 30 minutes. Well, it's not because the people won't leave. And so the restaurants are getting negative reviews from these people who don't have reservations and who are furious that they're having to wait so long for tables, but it's not the restaurant's fault. Yeah. It's like people think this pandemic is just like a light switch or something that magically things will go back as it was in February when it's going to take some time and these restaurants are struggling as it is. It's like, just use your brain is kind of my reaction to reading some of these reviews. It's like, maybe they just want to make people mad, which seems to be a, a common thing we're seeing nowadays. Well, there was one review from a woman who is an elite Yelp diner and elite means that they've written, I think more than 200 reviews or some certain number of reviews to consider be considered an elite reviewer, meaning that their opinion is valued. And she showed up at a restaurant a couple weeks ago in uh, Bankers Hill, a park bistro brasserie, and she and her girlfriends admit in their review that they were three beers in. And when they showed up without a reservation, the place was full. All the patios on uh, uh, patio tables were full with people dining. And she went into this long, horrible criticism of these old people and how slow they were eating as if they were on the Titanic waiting for the Titanic to go down or place. It was crazy. And um, complaining about the staff, complaining about how they weren't given a table, even though they didn't have a reservation. And um, it sparked a long response from the general manager that was pretty pointed and very strong saying, how dare you criticize uh, our older clientele who were most at risk during the pandemic. And why would you expect to show up at a full restaurant, you know, and, and demand a table and not get one and make all these claims about being turned away because of what you were wearing or whatever these women thought they were turned away for. Um, and that response was uh, posted by on a Facebook page that I follow. And, um, you know, there's a community outpouring of support for Park Bistro because they're standing up to these people who, who have no empathy for what the restaurants are going through. Yeah. And it's like, it's also worth noting that, you know, employees who are coming back are risking their lives. They could get COVID-19 from serving someone. And also because you have to cut the number of people that can be in a space, tips and revenue are incredibly down. So not only are these people risking their lives to do something to help you have a good time, they're also making less money than they used to. What I've been hearing from restaurants over the last few months of reporting is that they are making anywhere from 40 to 60% less than they usually do. Um, some even more, depending on their location and their, their what ability they have to put seating outdoors. Um, but they're struggling. I mean, I, they've had to lay off employees and furlough employees. So not only is the restaurant struggling. But all of those workers who used to rely on those jobs are out of work. So it's it's an industry where some industry experts say as many as 80%, 75% to 80% of the restaurants, independent restaurants, meaning non-chain restaurants in America, are going to go out of business by the time the Paycheck Protection Program loans run out. And there's a minimum wage increase coming in California, or in, I should say, where I know it's happening in San Diego, at least in January, which will be one more added expense for the restaurants. So it's, it's, it's difficult times for restaurants. And I, and I think they're all worried about getting through this without the added slap and kick from the uh, Yelp reviewers. Mm -hmm. And uh, you kind of hinted at it before, but uh, if I'm a business owner and I get a comment that's you know obviously off base, 
What's the steps that a person like that can take to let Yelp know that this has happened? Um, most um, every region that Yelp serves, there's usually a district manager and the uh, clients can email the uh, district manager to flag them on a review. Um, and I've heard mixed results from restaurants. Some say that their Yelp has been very responsive in quickly removing reviews that violate the policy. And the policy is things that are out of a restaurant's control, like maybe they've reduced their hours or they've changed their hours or people aren't there during the posted hours because they have no business. Um, so they're closing early um, or face mask violations. Um, so apparently Yelp has been real good about taking those down. If it's something that's a little bit more vague, um, some restaurant owners say that Yelp has not taken those down and they're a bit frustrated by it. Um, but Yelp does have, uh, they are enacting a bunch of efforts to try and help restaurants. And one thing they've also done is when a person goes to post a review on Yelp, uh, you get a little window when you're about to start typing and it's a little white window and ghost text shows up in it where they're basically saying, please use empathy before you write this and think about how this is going to impact a business that's already uh, in, in bad shape. And mm. hopefully that's working. Yeah, it's like you think this pandemic and the collective sacrifice and literal sacrifice that all of us have made big and small would make people better people but it seems it isn't always the case. So what are you hearing from restaurateurs that, you know, not only are having to deal with the hard business, but also with, you know, customers that are equally as unruly as they were when things were fine? I have heard many from many, many restaurants in San Diego County, especially ones that have bars and serve alcohol, um, that it's a daily occurrence that they have angry anti-face mask people. In the tourist season, a lot of the out-of-state visitors um, we do get a lot of tourists from Nevada and Arizona and surrounding states who have different rules than we do. Um, they are dealing with angry face mask, uh, non-compliant people regularly. And um, it's frustrating. It's hard on the employees. Um, not only are they frustrated in dealing with these people who can become unruly the more they drink late at night, but also they're exposed. They're not wearing masks and they're exposing employees to potential virus. Uh, so uh, restaurants are tired and they're exhausted by the whole thing. Uh, the one good thing is that if these people do go on Yelp to complain, at least if it's a face mask related issue, those reviews are being taken down. Yeah, it's a small respite, but I guess you got to count your wins when you got them in this situation. Well, it's a little, it's something little at least. Mm -hmm. And this pandemic came, I mean, well, all pandemics are terrible, but when it comes to drinking and dining in San Diego. We were finally getting attention. We were getting lots of awards. We had our first Michelin star restaurant. San Diego became a place to dine. Where do you think it's going to be? What are you seeing the trans kind of the transformation of the drinking and dining scene during the pandemic? Well, most of the fine dining restaurants, um, some of the many of them have stayed closed because they really don't see themselves being able to serve what they're known for, or maybe they don't have outdoor seating and their type of food does not translate well to take home or take out. So a lot of them have remained closed. Just a few of them have started reopening. Um, Addison, our Michelin starred restaurant reopened a couple of weeks ago and they have a patio and they're doing their service on the patio, their full service. And their uh, chef took, said that the reservations are good. It's not blowing the roof off the place, but uh, they're good. Uh, Mr. A's just reopened um, about a week ago, and they are doing all their service on the patio. 
and they are doing well. Um, obviously, they have one of the best views in town because they're up on a top of the Manchester Financial Building in Bankers Hill. Um, and restaurants along the coast uh, with good views are doing well. Um, so I, I think some fine dining restaurants are doing well, but a lot of them have backed off being able to, to try and offer what they can. Um, or, you know, it, it's, it's, I think their kind of plans are changing as they go, the longer this thing goes on. Juno Jolie, which is another acclaimed restaurant in Carlsbad, they moved all their dining out into the parking lot, built a lovely little parking lot dining area. Um, but their owner is realistic. You know, he just says, you know, you just have to kind of, you know, people get tired of the same concept after a few weeks. They're not going to go out to a fine dining restaurant all the time. And um, so you have to change it up. So they're changing the menu every week and they have a new chef who's going to be coming down from L.A. in September. But I think most of the fine dining restaurants are really concerned. There, there are Michelin starred restaurants all over the country that are closing um, and several closed in L.A. And the chef who's coming down to take over Juna Jolie, who had a wonderfully high rated restaurant called Auburn up in L.A., he closed Auburn in May because he said he didn't see fine dining having a future, or at least that particular tasting menu style of uh, dining that he was offering, having a future in the near term as we come through the pandemic and possibly into a recession. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's one thing that I think San Diegans really took for granted is that a lot of the color in our neighborhoods and cities in the county come from these restaurants that offer this additional space where you run into people you don't know and have that, you know, fleeting conversation. And after that being gone for six months, uh, you know, it's, it's a collective morning. It is. I mean, I think that when people come to San Diego, they're, they're not just coming for the sunshine and the beaches. They're coming for the fish tacos and they're coming for the burritos and they're coming for, you know, the, the California cuisine that we're known for. We have some of the best fresh produce uh, in, in the world. That's what most chefs tell me when they come here. Um, so I think people come here and they want to have a nice piece of seafood and they want to have a beautiful salad and fresh vegetables created, you know, in a fresh way without heavy sauces. And that's what we're known for. And hopefully we can still be known for when this pandemic is over and um, restaurants are able to resuscitate themselves. And finally, if I have a question or a tip I want to share with you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Best way to get a hold of me is at my email address at Pam period Cragen at SDUnionTribune.com. All right. Pam Cragen, thank you so much. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix. If you're curious about how Greater San Diego is working toward building a new future after the pandemic and protest, listen to the UT's Louise Cruz on Together San Diego. Join in on conversations with activists, nonprofits, and companies who are finding out ways this moment can change San Diego for the better. Listen in on Facebook. For a guide to all of our live streaming programming, check out the schedule on uniontrib.com. Until next time.